What kind of stuff do you get in this podcast? Dream interpretation, astral travel, reincarnation, self-care, and so much more. Hi, this is Bernadette, and I'm the host of Spirituality and Self-Love in the Modern World podcast. Please do not forget to share this episode to Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and subscribe as well. Okay, kisses to everybody and take care of yourselves. Bye. Hi, I'm Ali from Below Deck Sailing and you're listening to Spirituality and Self-Love in the Modern World podcast. Yay! Thank you. Hi, Ollie. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's so nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm really excited. I know you can tell from the energy. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love this energy. I'm like vibing off this. It's awesome. <laughs> Thanks for being on this podcast. Today, we are going to get to know Ali from Below Deck much more intimately intimately yeah. than what the tv portrays she is going to talk about how she found her career i'm going to ask her how she defines happiness i also want to welcome Brittany from bravo tv who will be sitting in with us today in today's podcast so that she doesn't feel left out. I know you are here. So hello, Brittany. Thanks for your time as well. All right, let's get started. What, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm back at home in Melbourne. Um, we are actually in a hard lockdown at the moment. So yeah, what's I was going on there? Okay, there's no COVID in Australia. So when there's one case, when there's a couple of cases, everything gets locked down. But there's been, um, it started off with five cases or something, which for Australia is like panic, panic, red zone, hotspot. So um, they've locked everything down, but those cases in the community have have now grown. So, um, and now they're starting to spread to other states. So they're going to start closing borders again. And doing, but like, I mean, that's what Australia, how Australia has been handling COVID from the start. And that's why we don't have any COVID and we've, we have so much freedom and we're living lives really normally. But um, yeah, we've, they've just extended our lockdown again for another seven days. So it's a 14 day hard lockdown and you literally can't do anything. Wow. It's like you're, you're experiencing 2020. Yeah. They yeah, literally, it's like, like, that's it's the like same level. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy, but it's only over, it'll be over. We had one lockdown over one case in one of the cities, one single case, and the rest of the world, I mean, they probably look at us and go, what the hell? But, I mean, it's just it's just the, the approach that Australia has taken to this, and it's worked. So I just don't know how, how long we can keep going like this for, though. What was the narrative that the media was telling about uh, how the cases start in Australia? Was it like somebody not quarantined? Was it a flight attendant? Was it a pilot? Do you, do you know? This one specifically was someone traveling back from India. So we everyone has to do their 14-day quarantine, hotel quarantine. That's like non-negotiable. Everyone has to do that. But he obviously, the incubation period is meant to be longer than that 14 days, they say. So he, he came out of quarantine, tested negative to COVID, and a few days later started having symptoms and then tested positive to COVID. So he'd brought it from India, but it was just that longer incubation period. I think it's meant to be 21 days or I don't know. I'm no, I'm no doctor scientist. I don't know. I don't know much like detail, but that's, that's the, um, that's how this one started. And then he went in his community to see his family and it just spread from there. Was, was he not, a, is it like not a symptomatic? Is that what you call it? He was not showing. Yes. Yes. Like what we had on the show with, um, we had that charter that didn't go ahead um, because no one had symptoms, but we had, yeah, we had someone. Was it like the beginning of the season? Yeah. 
Yes. I need to rewatch it. I need to rewatch it again. I was talking to my friend in Taiwan. I don't know if you if you heard about this. So Taiwan was uh, was doing pretty good with COVID, barely any cases, and then recently they started having a lot of cases. And apparently, it's a pilot was breaking his. Uh, he was having sex with uh, one of the flight stewardess. So that's how oh it, it wasn't I wasn't sure whether they were like living in the same hotel or like if they were like breaking the quarantine to see each other. But that was uh, a lot of people were really pissed off at that particular pilot. Oh, people from being people. That is the problem, <laughs> you know, like yeah, exactly. these people. Especially when you are horny. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. <laughs> yeah. So what have you been up to? What are you what 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 are you doing now? Okay, so I've just finished my boat season. I'm now that I'm back in Australia, I actually cannot leave. Um yeah. like very strict with our borders here. So um I did my boat season in the Whit Sunday Islands and we've just finished that season it's literally just turned winter uh, a couple of days ago being june so we're in the depths of the cold season and my other job is that i work i'm a dive master so i'm a deckhand dive master i actually am not a stewardess that was my first time on below deck so um diving where i live in melbourne it's cold water diving which means that this is like this is like the worst time of year for me to be in Melbourne. I never normally would be here. I would normally be on a boat overseas, but I mean, I can't leave. So I'm kind of just floating around. I've got a bit of work diving, but not much at all. So yeah, I'm sort of, I'm just like, I'm literally just floating at the moment. It's kind of nice. It's nice. I've had a pretty busy 12 months and I've been traveling so much. I'm really excited to just have a bit of land life and, Spend time with my family and my boyfriend. So it's nice. Diving master. Wow. That for me, <laughs> that would be my worst nightmare because I, <laughs> no, I don't even know how to float. I, oh, no. I will skydive before I learn how to swim. I don't know why I'm so afraid. I don't know why. I wish I could just like enjoy it, but I just yeah. get a panic attack each time, <laughs> each time. That's I'm so common. That yeah. Something happened in the past. Yeah, maybe. It's so common. So many people um, feel like the water is a claustrophobic place or because you can't see below the surface. It's scary. So that's so common. We have so many people come through with not as, not as bad um, phobic as, as you seem to be, but some that come through with real anxiety and they're, they, they're scared to just put a mask on some of them. I'm yeah, like, oh. I can't. Yeah, yeah, I can understand it, definitely. Can you open your eyes underwater? Yeah, yeah, because you've got your mask on. So that your mask creates an airspace. Um, so your eyes are open the whole time. But we do teach you skills. So if your mask gets flooded, we teach you skills to be able to clear your mask because you're breathing through your regulator and your nose is in your mask. You can actually use your nose to purge out water from the air. So we teach you, we, what we do when we teach scuba diving is teach really basic skills like of, of things that can just go wrong. You know, someone might kick you, kick you with their fin and your regulator comes out of your mouth instead of panicking because that's your breathing source. We teach you how to be able to recover your regulator easily, things like that, just, just to combat that nervousness that can happen. Yeah, I always like it. The water always goes inside my nose, and then that's when like I start to like, oh, I don't want to go. That's not nice. <laughs> that's not nice at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't just, I don't, I just don't know. Anyway, yeah. how I'm assuming now. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm assuming because you are a dive master, you kind of already know about the show, and that's why you you decided to be a third stew. So, yeah, I actually, I've watched Below Deck from season one. I'm like a long-term fan. Um, You're a stalker. Yeah, I love Below Deck. Like, I don't know if you've watched um, other seasons, but Ben the Chef, he was like 
my favorite reality TV character. I like I was such a big fan. And then um I was already working on boats. I was working on small yachts, but not super yachts. And when and I have a, an Instagram page just for diving for work. And I had production um well the casting director find me on that Instagram. And that's sort of how I got onto the show is they, I don't know how, because I didn't have a lot of followers, but um, she managed to find me. She, she contacted me and I was like, no way, this can't be real. I love Below Deck. As if they want me, some girl from Melbourne. I'm like, this is, this is fake. And then I Googled her name a bit. I sort of looked into it, had a chat with her and then started going through the process. And Next minute, I'm on Below Deck Sailing Yacht as a stew, completely out of my element. <laughs> Did you have to take any certification or anything to be a, yeah. to be a third stew? Yeah, I did. I only had to do the safety stuff, um, but I chose to actually do a stew course as well because I just, the way that I am, I, I take my work very seriously and I do... Um, I do place a lot of my self-worth on how I am at work. So being in a new job, I want to be able to offer the best of my skill set. So I actually went and did, I didn't need to, but I went and did a stew course. And that's why I was able to come on board and adapt so well. And I'm so glad I did that because it saved me. Obviously, I had some learning curves and you can see it in the first couple of episodes. I was a bit slow at turn down. Um, you can't see it a lot on the episodes, but I was out of my element when it came to making cocktails I had no idea um I, I made little flashcards so that I could make the cocktails without without the guests knowing how green I was but um yeah it was it I'm so glad I did that but yeah it's just the safety stuff that was what you actually need to do and that's what anyone in yachting needs to do to be able to get into yachting hey it's Bernadette I want to ask you some questions do you feel like your gut is sending you messages that you have no idea how to decipher? How do you know when it is the right time to trust that little voice at the back of your mind or completely ignore it? Your intuition isn't the opposite of logic. It's about embracing both the spiritual and the rational. I am the author of Intuition is Your Superpower. And in this audiobook, in this paperback, and in this Kindle ebook, you will learn about what intuition is and what intuition is not. You will learn about how to master the art of using your right brain and your left brain at the same time. You will be able to tell the difference between intuition and fear and so much more so much more so much more i cannot wait for you to check out my book on amazon it is only available on amazon thank you so much for your support it really does help my passion to help people feel less empty thank you again and bye bye how soon uh, apart from you being contacted to you being on the boat? One year, six months, weeks, one day? It was quite a while, actually. Um, I, got, I went through the casting process for quite a while because I wasn't right for um, another season. So it was, oh, God, I don't know, maybe a year. But that's, that's uncommon. So I think, I think it just... I think I don't know how the casting process works. I know I'm not really supposed to talk about it too much, but um, I think it's more common that they kind of scout someone for the season. But because I was a deckhand, I think it kind of made it my position a little bit more complicated because I was saying I initially I said I want to be on deck, uh, and then eventually I said, oh, I'll I'll just do whatever. I'm just happy to go on the show and have an experience, make some money, meet some cool people, and that's exactly what I did. And you don't know where it is going to be located, right? No, um, you don't for quite some time. Everything is definitely sort of given to you when it's the appropriate time with the information. So, yeah, you're kind of going in pretty blindly. <laughs> and so they, they, how did the pandemic affect the yachting season? Um, it definitely 
I mean, we were in the depths of the pandemic at that time when we were filming. Okay. So we had very strict protocols that we had to follow, very strict safety protocols. Um, and we also, we all quarantined beforehand, our guests quarantined. We had, I lost count of how many COVID tests I had through my time on Below Deck. We became, it became like a competition who could take the tests without like gagging or making a face or and yeah we were just we oh my god it was like every three days it was just so regular but I mean that's what we had to do we had this very tight bubble um with our cast and our crew our guests production everything was kept very tight and everyone was really respectful of that because if one person messed up and you know, the worst case scenario happened, it would shut down the whole of production. And, you, I mean, you see that in the, in the episode where our, um, our guests were having symptoms and we had to just shut everything down. We had to take, we couldn't, we couldn't even let them out of their rooms. Um, and they were, they were obviously paid all this money to be on a beautiful holiday and they were stuck in their rooms after being quarantined. So they weren't loving it, but it was just the way it had to be. So it was very different. It was a very different experience. And then on top of that, we couldn't leave the boat very often. So when we did leave the boat, it was all very well monitored, but we spent most of our time on the boat. So you see a lot of, you know, a lot of our partying, a lot of our drinking, our nights off, we're on the boat where, because that's our home. Like we have, we don't have anywhere else we're allowed to go. We couldn't even go into the dock. So <laughs> You guys can't even go into the dock? No, no. Ah! Yeah, we had like a roped off area and uh, an area where we put rubbish and then the rubbish would come and be collected. And that was as far as you could go. But you couldn't, like to step off the end of the pasture out onto the dock, you needed to have a reason. So, and you needed to be masked. Like it was all very strict, which is the reason why this season was so successful. So, you know, you just, you just have to f comply in this world that we're living in at the moment. And I totally lost my train of thought about uh, <laughs> wh where I wanted to go. So I'm just going to ask you uh, about you coming out uh, being a pansexual. I want to ask you a little bit more deeper questions about it because I personally don't know much about it and I don't want to come across as ignorant so if I do come across as ignorant don't don't be offended okay like I'm oh, I'm, really trying yeah. to, I'm, I'm truly <laughs> I'm truly trying to uh, understand how do you identify as a pansexual so um, I guess you would say pansexuality is like an umbrella to bisexuality. Um, it basically just means you're attracted to, um, I guess you'd say anything. I'm saying that in quotations, anything. It's not a gender-specific attraction. And for me, I'm attracted to people's energy. I, the thing that I find most attractive in a person is someone with a good heart, someone with a sense of humour, and if they're male, female, trans, whatever, like whatever they identify as, that doesn't come into play because I'm still, I can still be sexually attracted to them, if that kind of makes sense. And why did you decide to come out now? Uh, it's really interesting because my experience, and I had... I almost feel guilty saying this because I know so many people have such a struggle coming out with their sexuality and they're in different communities where they're judged, um, they're ridiculed, where they don't feel safe, where their parents are judgmental. I'm in a really safe environment. My parents are incredible. My family are incredible. Everyone's very accepting and very open and open-minded. So for me, coming out wasn't even, it wasn't even a thing. I don't have a coming out story I it's just a feeling that I feel and if it comes up in conversation then it does but it's not something that I'm screaming from the rooftops or you know I I just have had a really easy experience opening myself up and that is that is due to the the people that I've surrounded myself with which I think speaks volumes of the people who are in my life I think that 
I don't, I feel completely safe with every single friend that I have. And for the first time in my life, I was judged and I was ridiculed when it came out on Below Deck when Danny and I hooked up. And that was my very first time experiencing that. I had a few trolls. Oh, wow. It is like super recent, recent. Yeah, uh, that, that, that was my first. So I already was identified as pansexual for a few years, but um, that was my first time experiencing a negative feedback. So, yeah, so I had, I was trolled a little bit. Um, I think, I know Danny was as well. Um, and I hate to generalize this, like, I don't, I don't want to, the, the accounts that I clicked on who were sending me messages or trying to tag me and things like making sure I was seeing what they were saying. I click on these accounts and they tended to be very, like, either very religious, very right-wing, very patriotic, very closed-minded types of accounts and I I hate to judge but that was the common theme that I was getting with the people that actually felt passionate about how disgusted they were that I was with a woman on the show um they really wanted to make sure that I knew how I was a disgusting person for doing that and that was it it wasn't nice it definitely wasn't nice it didn't hurt me but it definitely stings. It's not nice to have someone hate you just for just for being you. And that is like a droplet of what other people experience. I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like to live in some other countries and to be coming out as gay, as bisexual, as whatever you whatever you identify as. Um, I mean, I have so much empathy in the world. So my experience has been so easy in comparison which I'm grateful for what did your mom and dad and your siblings say did they just find out recently or did they already know years ago my my sister I have two sisters my sister is my older sister who I speak to regularly um she was a I, I she wasn't uncomfortable to my face she was amazing to my face but she was a little uncomfortable with it being on television, me being with a woman. She was a little bit uncomfortable, but it wasn't from a judgmental place. It was just from a, this makes me feel a bit funny, it's my sister kind of place. Um, my dad has come from a very conservative family, a very strict Catholic, very, you know, everything is black and white, rules are rules, life should be lived like this kind of upbringing. So my dad is like the softest, sweetest, kindest man in the world. He would never for one second, if he had any discomfort, he would never let me know. So, mm. I, I mean, I've had so much support. And then my mom is like total other end of the spectrum. My mom is such a free spirit. She's very open. And she was able to relate with me on that level. She, you know, she shared with me like her, her past um, revelations like going through discovering her sexuality and it was something that we were able to bond over so it was it was really nice I kind of had I can I had so much support and love but it kind of brought my mom it helped me get to know my mom better which is as a kid like I still even though I'm 32 years old you still feel like a kid when you're with your mom mm -hmm. and as a kid talking to mom about something like about her life that I never knew before it was it was really, it was really nice. It was a bonding moment. Did you feel like you have to give your family a heads up of what's going to take part in the show or you just have to? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, my family know me. They know I'm a bit, a bit of a wild child. I'm a free spirit. I'm sort of, I just roll with the punches in life. I love experience. And as long as I'm not hurting anyone, I'm just going to go with what I feel. And they know that I'm like that. So I sort of left it to the very last minute to give them a heads up. Um, but my dad, because he is so conservative, it definitely was something that um, I, I didn't want to give him too much time to think about it before the episode started airing where, you know, oh. I'm having wild nights and getting drunk and you know, whatever, just like things that every single person is doing, having hookups and getting drunk and you've just come out of the pandemic and it's all exciting and, and you know, just blowing off some steam and the way that I blow off steam maybe it's a little bit 
a little bit more um, on a higher level than what some people are used to. <laughs> but, I mean, they just, my parents just, um, like my mum's great. She's amazing. She's totally for it. But, yeah, it was just my dad that we kind of, we kind of like wrapped him up in cotton wool a little bit. <laughs> what about like past lovers? Were they shocked? I haven't spoken anyone to anyone that didn't know before. <laughs> I haven't spoken to any of my past lovers, but I know for a fact my most recent ex would have been mortified because he was very um, conservative. He, he said to me, so when we were together was when I first started talking um, to the casting um, team about getting on the show. So that was when him and I were sort of, we were sort of coming to the end of our relationship and he said, um, when we're breaking up, he was like, if you go on this show, don't act like a slut. That's what he said. He always goes on about girls acting like sluts, it's like, which is disgusting. It's just the way he thinks. He's like, don't act like a slut. Don't get really drunk. Don't be crazy. Don't do this. So I was like, you know what? I really don't care what you've got to say because you don't, like, that doesn't define who I am. Who I am. My behavior doesn't hurt anyone. And I am not a slut and I don't like to use that word because that's disgusting to say that about about people like I mean I like I lead with my personality and I lead with my mind I don't lead with my sexuality but I'm a very sexually open person so if people want to interpret that as me being slutty or risque or whatever that's their prerogative and that's their insecurity and I don't take that shit on um but yeah, he. I know that if he has seen the show, he would be like, oh, she hooked up with two people, obviously being Gary and Danny. And there's, you know, video footage of me drinking straight from a tequila bottle. <laughs> so I don't think he would be impressed, but that's why he's an ex. And my boyfriend right now that I'm with, he's, you know, he's, he struggles with seeing me in a relationship on the show. Um, he doesn't actually watch the show because of that he can't like he's like it's just weird it's like it's like looking at your ex it's like looking at photos of your ex with their ex it's like yeah. the same kind of thing and yeah. he it makes him feel really really uncomfortable and then that's been yeah you still feel that pain you know yeah yeah I don't you know what happened, like, sometimes when I see like an ex's you know like I, I let's say if I'm dating someone right now and I saw a picture of him with another girl like 15 years ago I still yeah. feel that like, I still feel like that jealousy, that, 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 that's that, I just, I just call it the pang. Yeah. And I have to like logically tell myself, you know, like, okay, this is normal, you know, but like you're dating him now. There's a reason yeah. why they didn't work out. So just relax and look at your own picture instead. You know, I know it's been, it's honestly the only thing that, like we have such a great relationship and we we both we live long distance so we've got a long distance relationship and the other um problem is the the show they're the only two things in the world that we argue about because it just it makes me feel insecure and i totally empathize with that i totally empathize but i can't change it so yes um that's the thing I, it's happening it was months ago I'm sorry that it makes you uncomfortable I love you I'm here for you I reassure you but I can't fix the problem so that's sort of where we come that we do come to a head a little bit at times and it has definitely caused arguments for us which has you know been awful but it's it's the show's going to be over and he's going to forget about it and it's going to be like it never happened and we're going to get on with our lives and We'll be all happy and find something else to argue about in six months. <laughs> Below deck, down under. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad you're not on there, huh? You could be I on know. the phone right now instead of like, yeah. I know. I did. Um, I was in the Witch Sundays at the time. So um, I did speak to production about it, but it just wasn't the right time for me. So um, yeah, it's, I think at the moment I'm focusing on other things. Um, and I love my time on below deck, but I've just got some other things going on that I need to kind of push forward with. And my relationship, I don't know if it would last. 
probably be projected onto this and it would it could it could become you know its own monster so you know that's that's life sometimes you got to make choices for the people you love <laughs> have you ever have you ever had any celebrities on board before for other charters um trying to think and by the way speaking of celebrities who do you think is attractive A attractive celebrity yeah oh I my god like, i want to like get to know your type okay you're gonna think i'm the biggest weirdo in the world but don't say conan o'brien no not conan okay. o'brien <laughs> my celebrity crush is macaulay culkin but when he was a heroin addict so macaulay culkin when he was with mila kunis Like I have maybe, not seen. I have not seen him with Mila Kunis. This must be like long, long, long time yeah, ago. It was like I don't know, maybe ten years ago. But you Google it when we finish, and you'll you'll you might see what I'm talking about. Don't Google Macaulay Culkin now because that's that's not my jam. But it's like that. <laughs> it's okay, like who that else? Thick, Give <laughs> me a few more. Um, Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Marilyn Manson. Ah, okay. Who else? Um. Who else? Angelina Jolie. Oh. Okay, I got, I get, I get it now. I totally, I totally get your type now. Gary, it's not your type at all. See, <laughs> just, I think you were just really bored. I'm sorry. I think it was the situation. <laughs> I definitely go for weirdos. I go for the people who are a little bit kind of off center. That's That's what's attractive to me. Someone I find those people the most interesting, and that is what attracts you me. You like so, them a little bit emo. Yeah, maybe yes, you, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. And I'm glad you're honest about. I'm glad you're honest about it. Yeah. People think I'm insane. They're like, "What's wrong with you? Why don't you think Brad Pitt's hot?" I'm like, "I don't know. It's just not my thing." <laughs> just, I've you, got my um, thing, and that's about it. <laughs> Have you heard of this? Like this, this was like a really old '90s Russian girl band. They're called Tattoo. Have you? Yeah, them? I remember them. Yeah, yeah. They sing the song like all the all the all the things she said or something like that. <laughs> I actually, to be honest, I felt really betrayed because like years later, I found out it was actually all fake. Like the music company faked all of their sexuality; they were actually straight. I was just like, "Really, dude?" Like, no. Yes. Yeah. So they're, they're straight. They, yeah, they're straight, and they both tried to have solo careers after that, but it didn't work out. Yeah, they need one hit wonder. That was <laughs> all the things she said. All the things she said. Run it through my head. Run it through my head. That's gonna be in my head all day now. Right, so right. Like <laughs> that's the only song I know. Actually, there was another song, but I don't remember. Okay, well, it will. Uh, is Avril Lavigne your type? No, no she's a little bit Avril Lavigne. No, she's a little bit too emo. You need to be a bit more. I, I think you go a little bit more goth than emo. Maybe. Ah, gotcha. A little bit more yeah. off than emo. Yeah, I can't date someone. I can't date someone who wears a singlet with a tie. That's just sorry. I can't. You can't date what? I'm not signing up for that. You can't date what? You know how she would always wear a singlet top, a tank top, and oh, a tie. Oh, they call it the wife beater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like no, that, that I, that's just it's no, no, not for me. <laughs> How do you feel? Um, do you get people propositioning you more because they saw this the the okay? Is it as steamy as it looks, or is it just like production and the music and everything? Is it just like exaggerated? I mean, the music definitely gives it effect, but everything. Below deck is so real. Like ev we have no direction from production. I believe Everything, it. I believe it. Yeah, and this is us. And this is. I've seen a lot of comments actually of people saying, um, "Oh, how can Ali be attracted to Gary? That this is so fake. This is a fake romance." So I'm like, 
No, I genuinely really, really liked him. No, I, was really I can interested. see, yeah, I can see like the emotions are yeah. real, especially jealousy. It's very hard to fake jealousy, man. Yeah, and you're not going to fake jealousy because then you look like a crazy person. So <laughs> it's just, yeah, I, I mean, everything is exactly as it is on the show. I mean, obviously there's editing but our they don't edit us to make us look a certain way they just have to cut things to put it into an episode that's honestly what's happening um and when you compact a lot of moments into an episode it can look a bit bigger because these moments have happened over a 24 48 hour period but when you compact it together yeah it can look like for example the daisy and natasha problems they would have you know, their, their interactions so that you would see every, like, once a day, maybe once every couple of days. <clears throat> and when you compact that, it does look like that they genuinely hate each other. But, I mean, they've made it very clear since wrapping filming um, in a lot of their interviews, um, a, lot of, a lot of their podcasts that they've done, they've made it very clear that they don't hate each other. They just didn't work well together at all. <laughs> Was it awkward with with Danny and the crew after you hook up? No. I Danny and I were just What is going on with this boat? Everybody is so chill. Well, I know. They picked the perfect group of people. It was the perfect storm. I just nobody, don't know nobody, nobody were teasing you? No, no. I think Daisy was a little bit weirded out. She was like, my two stews, what the hell? That's interesting because she went she went to bed before that hookup happened so Daisy the next morning I was like oh yeah so last night was fine I yelled at Sydney and I hooked up with Danny and Daisy was like what <laughs> oh that is her accent that yeah. is a pretty accurate what? accent <laughs> so she was obviously a little bit shocked um I think it definitely you know she was also concerned um, that this is going to affect her department. But Danny and I, we just, like, we had an experience. We're adults. We got on with it and we're such close friends. We are, and like, it, now more than ever, we are so close, especially since Danny's been going through her pregnancy and everything that comes along with that. Um, and she's just had a baby. And I am just like, Wait, she just every had a single baby? day talking to her. Yeah, Daddy had her baby a few days ago. Um, a few days ago? Yeah, yeah, wow, she's only a few days old. Recent. Yeah, very recent. So she's got her hands full. She's, um, she is exhausted and she's doing it on her own um, and she's just the strongest woman in the world. She, honestly, I have so much respect for her. She was working 12-hour days at her job on her feet all day two days before the baby came what like Why? yeah because because she she just needed to she's studying yeah. <laughs> she's studying nursing so she's got to pay for school and she's she's paying for the baby she's you know she's living on her own she's in australia now um in sydney i'm in melbourne so she's she's just a short plane ride from me <clears throat> Wait, where and is she in australia where in, in sydney. australia sydney in sydney yeah yeah so um, and she, yes, yeah, she's doing it on her, her on her own. So it's just she had to prepare herself financially, and that meant working until the very last second. Like it was the eleventh hour. I swear to God, I was like, Danny, your water is going to break while you're at work. Like she's like, oh well, that's just the way it has to be. I'm like you're insanely strong. I cannot. I, it just it's admirable. I love I love seeing it. I don't know if you notice. Know but speaking of like water breaking during pregnancy, did you know that you have like hours and hours to go to the hospital after your water breaks and the, 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 the movies were lying when you have to go to the oh. immediately? <laughs> I didn't you know that. <laughs> you think it's like, yeah, that, oh my God, we've got to I, didn't know, that, yeah. I didn't know this until like a family member was pregnant, you know, and I was just like, what are you doing? We got to go to hospital now. It's like, no, like there's still, he, she's still like packing and she's like, it's fine. And it's just, she said, it's just the movies. 
I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. God, it made it seem so like, oh, 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 oh my God. Oh my God. It's not like that at all. She was just like yeah. so chill. It makes sense because I, Danny texted me when she was having contractions um, and I was, I was in the outback, um, which is like rural Australia, like the desert, like the red desert. So I didn't have much, much reception I, and I got her text saying, um, she didn't text me saying a water break. She just said, I'm having contractions. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, are you okay? I didn't get your text for, cause I was out of signal. And she said, um, She's like, no, no, I'm still at home. I was like, oh, that was like, and this was a couple hours after the text would have been sent. And I was like, oh, so it's I'm like, oh, it's a bit slower than I thought it is. <laughs> like, obviously yeah. that shows how clueless I am. So that makes sense with the water breaking. <laughs> it kind of goes with the, what happened. And then, and then a couple hours later, Danny texted me saying that she was at the hospital. I kept checking in on her and then, um, and then when I didn't hear from her for a few hours, I was like, oh, my God, she's having the baby now. I felt like I was, like, in real time with her because I was sort of getting these messages coming through every time I get signal. I was like, but wait, couldn't stop can you, about her. Can you, you can FaceTime she's in the hospital, right? Oh, we could have FaceTimed, but I don't know if, um, I don't know if my signal would have, because I think FaceTime uses a wait, bit more. Wait, are you in a boat right now? No, no, I'm not in a boat right now. But at, at the time I was traveling, um, oh, I just gotcha. got back. Yeah, I just got back from traveling just uh, two days ago, actually. Ooh, I can't wait for the reunion. That means this is that means there's going to be at least a two part reunion. Oh, I don't. I don't know if Blue Deck has done it. Be. Two part. Yeah, it has. It has. It has to be. It has to be because this season has been like pretty. You know what? You you oh. know what? I just noticed you're right. There were no van rides this season. Oh my god! You're right. Nobody goes on the van this season. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow! I just you know that's actually a good sign. That means there are a lot more stuff happening because usually. The, the the van scene is when it's like the, the the juiciest part you know yeah like we've i had, i feel um, like <laughs> oh we've wow. had um we've had a couple of nights out where we've been able to get transported somewhere but they're very there's not many <laughs> by the way are all the living quarters that tiny in all boats yeah pretty much i mean sailboats are notoriously smaller um than motor yachts and i am from a motor yacht world background but everything the crew quarters are always so small like you're like we um i had my cabin was three people so myself daisy and sydney and i've never had i've never been on a boat with a three-person cabin before it's always been just two <laughs> I was like, who's that little wriggling in the background? <laughs> so cute. <laughs> oh, bless. Having a I round. already lost. What were we talking about? <laughs> um, the rides. crew quarters being small. <laughs> yes, crew quarters. Why, why do you... Wait, what about when you were... No, 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 no. So you were a dive master before. So you were, have never been in a sailing yard... This was like the first time of you living in those quarters, right? I've worked on um, yachts before, but only motor yachts. So um, this was my first time on a sailing yacht, but a motor yacht um, tends to have a little bit more space, um, but the crew quarters are always quite small. And for when, when, when the chef cook. For the crew, do they also cook for the production crew or do you really separate personal and business, no interaction at all? Yeah, we um we have the I don't know if, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but we have what's called the fourth wall, um, which is basically production and it means that they don't exist. They're basically a a wall. <laughs> um we can't speak to them. We like if we try to speak to them we would get told off or no, actually they would get told off. Um, so if you try and speak to them, you're just going to get them in trouble. Um, it just, it just helps us to be more 
in the moment um, when you, you don't you don't you forget about the cameras when you don't have sort of a personal relationship with the cameraman or whoever's around. So, um, yeah. So I, I don't I don't think I'm allowed to say too much about that. It would be exciting <laughs> to see you come back for the next season and more seasons to come. Maybe you will even become a chief stew. Oh, I don't know if I'll ever work on in the interior again, to be honest. No, maybe I will. Maybe oh, I will. Worst, I, worst, yeah, who I, is I, the worst guest this season? Um, the worst. So I found that I had the biggest struggle with um, Erica's charter, the charter six that um, has just finished on the last episode that we just saw. Oh, um, yes. Oh, Erica. Hey, did you know that she was in The Bachelor or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I just got that info today. I didn't. <laughs> she were she were in like uh she were in two other reality shows before Below Deck. Yeah, she did tell us that while she was on board. Um, I think that's I why she know. was acting the way she is to get the camera time. <laughs> Yeah, you ob- and you obviously see that moment that I had um, with Erica overhearing me talking about her mum when I said, uh, I was talking about, because I have a beauty background and I was g- going to give a massage to her mum and I don't particularly enjoy doing massage. I never, I never did it in my career as a beauty therapist because I don't really enjoy it. So I was talking to Daisy about the fact that I don't really love doing massages, but at least Cindy talks a lot, so it's going to go fast. And to me, that's not an offensive thing to say. Like, I shouldn't be talking about the guests at all. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with Glenn on that. Glenn made a great point that we need to have some discretion. We shouldn't be talking about guests. But I am the last person to talk poorly about guests. That's so not who I am. I'm so much more professional than that. And um, when she overheard that and then she took that and went to Glenn, um, she went to her, the other guest and she, she made out as if I was saying something really awful about her mum. I was like, when I was watching that, I was really like kind of upset because that's just so not me. I don't speak. I really like Cindy. Like I really like Cindy, her mum. And I don't, wouldn't talk poorly about it, especially when I'm going to do something as intimate as a massage for her. That, that is just completely not like how I function. Um, so for me, that, that was probably the hardest moment professionally that I had with a guest in the whole season. I found that to, um, it, it, it definitely stung me because I felt like I was being misrepresented. Gotcha. Why did you think, why did you think Erica was not getting along with the other girl that they have to make her sit at the end of the table? I don't understand what 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 was wrong with her. Oh my god, I don't understand either. <laughs> okay, so you don't have you don't have the context either. I mean, they were they were in quarantine beforehand, so they came on with arguments that they'd had in quarantine. They came on board with pre pre existing arguments. Um, and those arguments kind of carried through. And I do want to say that not all of them were arguing. And I really enjoyed these ladies. Like they were individually, they were lovely. But when the ones that were having arguments were getting into it, it was super uncomfortable to be around. It's not a nice environment. It's so negative. Like we have, we have enough going on like with everything else with our own dramas as you can see we all had our own dramas um it was just when you have these consistent arguments that feel like they don't have any depth to them you're kind of sitting there going why why are you arguing you're on this amazing holiday can't you enjoy it yeah so I mean I don't know that's just the way that they kind of that's the attitude I guess they came on with and it definitely got them screen time if that was what they were trying to achieve which um there's been some speculation that that might be what they were trying to achieve I don't know I'm not going to judge anyone but (laughs) did you know who used the guest bathroom that the interior cleaned before the episode came out um yes we did (laughs) how did you find that out did he just like all right it was me 
Yeah, Colin ended up saying it was him. Um, and then obviously we saw, but then I've, I've noticed you see a lot of moments through the season where the, um, the day head is being used when we're having our nights off. We started after that incident where someone used it when it was, it had been cleaned. We started leaving that toilet to be cleaned the next day uh. so that if someone did use it, we wouldn't have a problem like that again. So if it's not being cleaned, fine, go ahead I mean, you can go to your cabin. It's not that far away, but whatever. You know, a few people did use it through the season and it was, they, Daisy wasn't bothered, I wasn't bothered, and Danny wasn't bothered as long as it wasn't already detailed. Because if it was detailed, then we have to do it all over again. And yeah, detail, you have to fold the toilet paper to the oh, yeah. It's a whole setup. It's a whole thing. And we have so much work we need to do. We don't need like our crew to be creating more work for us. And that's the same with, with the deck. Like they have to clean up all the mess that we make um, when, we're, when we're in the hot tub and all of that. They have to clean up all that. Like, so we just sort of made it the way that we, because we were partying on the boat or having our nights off or relaxing on the boat, we would have our turnaround days um, where we'd have that, we'd have some time in that day and then we'd have some time the next day. So we'd keep certain jobs to be for the next day to make sense for us to be able to at least enjoy the boat because we didn't have anywhere else to go. Yeah, you cannot get, you cannot even, you cannot even step onto the dock. I did not realize that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how come Captain Glenn did not have his own bedroom? Oh, that just speaks volumes of the type of man that Glenn is. He is so, like, I mean, Obviously, there's a hierarchy. You're ranked um, in yeah. your position. Yeah. But Glenn is so down to earth. He connects with us. He eats meals with us. And he shares a cabin with us. And that's just, he's so happy to do that. And it just shows what sort of captain he is. And Wait, but does he have, does he have a, a, a room of his own if he wanted to? No. The, the way that the boat is set out is, um, you know, he... If there was one less crew member, then of course he would have his own room. But um, yeah, it's just it's just the way that the boat set out that they're they're all either doubles or there was that three person cabin that I was in. So weird that three person cabin, especially with Sydney. I'm assuming you guys are not talking. No, Sydney and I. Um, she actually blocked me on Instagram, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Where does she live? Is she in the US? She is working in Parma in Spain at the moment. She's working on a boat. Um, and, yeah, she – I i don't know why – I still am baffled as to why Sydney dislikes me so to the point where she's blocked me on Instagram. I'm not. It's not like I speak to her ever or hustle her, but she. I know that she has been copying so much negative feedback and – it's awful. I feel really, really bad for her. Um, but obviously my name is being associated with a lot of that trolling that she's getting. So she's decided to block me, um, I guess, I don't know, maybe she doesn't see, maybe she now doesn't see the things that people are tagging her in on my, on my things. I don't know. I don't know why. But I would have loved, instead of being blocked, I would have loved an apology. That would have been really refreshing to see from her, but I didn't get that. Um, but, I mean, there's always a reunion. You never know what can happen. <laughs> the blocking, is is it, like, recent? Is yeah. it, like, a few few weeks ago or a few months ago? A few weeks ago. She blocked wow! me. Um, oh, yeah. Wow. It was the episode where yeah, she... Yeah, I think it's um, the episode. Yeah. Yeah, she the one where she said um, that she is fitter than me, prettier than me, and a better catch than me. It was that episode. That's when gotcha. she watched it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. It, it hurts my feelings because I do. I did actually really like Sydney and I thought that we created a friendship. But then, you know, so many things happened and that friendship kind of got destroyed, I guess. so. I don't think Sydney is your type. I think even if you were let's just say if there were no love triangle there i still don't think like sydney is your type maybe I'm. you know we we both 
came on board thinking that we would become closest with each other. We found this out way, way, way down the track that we had both said um, to other crew members that I was like, oh, because Sydney's a female deckhand and I'm a female deckhand. Usually when I work on boats, I'm a deckhand. So I was like, this girl is so my vibe. She's a traveler. She's an adventurer. This girl is the girl that I'm going to become closest with and then end up becoming closest with Daisy. And apparently Sydney said the same thing about me, but our personalities, we are actually very um, incompatible in our personalities, I learned. So that's just taking the, the love triangle away from all of it. We actually function very differently. I'm very direct. I'm very... I'm very confident in um, being able to, the way that I function is I feel like speaking my truth with someone um, is, is giving them the respect of knowing that they can hear me um, and that they're capable of hearing me without being offended. So I'm very direct in, if I have a problem, I will talk to someone. Sydney's the opposite. She's very passive aggressive. Um, and that is something that I don't click well with. That docking incident that happened, you have when when it was happening, you had no idea what was happening, right? You were just like, oh, no idea, yes, yeah. right? Yeah, it was it was so hard because we, us interior, were just standing around, just waiting to you know if if something catastrophic happened, if an injury happened, um, if they needed our help with something, we wanted to just be there and be accessible to the deck crew and Glenn and Colin. But um, we couldn't do anything because we had no idea what was going on. So it was awful. It was awful. I felt useless. And they handled it incredibly, like seamlessly, professionally. Glenn set the tone for that emergency situation. He was very calm. I mean, yeah, he had his little outburst, but he was very calm. He composed himself and he was like, okay, this is what we're doing. And it, that sort of leadership sets the tone for the rest of the crew and that's why everyone handled it so incredibly professionally and I'm so proud of them yeah he is the best captain so far captain Sandy I don't think you will like her she micromanages <laughs> a little bit and she also she also she she likes attention she wants to be the center of attention <laughs> captain Lee too intense. Oh, I love Lee. I love yeah, he's, Lee. He's great, but he's too intense. He's not like Glenn. Yeah, know? he's not like, like Glenn. Yeah, there's very, three very different captains. Yeah, aren't he's they? very stern. Like, I don't want to make a mistake around like uh, Captain Captain Lee. You know, yes. but with Glenn, I feel like I can. To be to be very to be very honest, sorry, Captain Lee. I I I I would want to work with Captain Glenn. <laughs> I feel like oh, he's I, a big teddy bear. Would, <laughs> he is. I would work with Glenn in a heartbeat again. I absolutely adored working with him. And not only is he such an incredible captain, um, and we worked really hard because we respected him. That's that's kind of like the dynamic that he creates because he he's not micromanaging you because he doesn't need to because we respect him so much that we want to give him the best that we possibly is he can. Single? Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, because yeah. I don't think I saw. I don't think I saw a a a, a wedding a wedding a wedding ring. He's not married. He, yeah, he's not married. He's not married. Oh, okay. All right. I yeah. know you need to go, but before you go, what? Uh, you said you saw other below deck seasons before. Which one? is the most memorable for you? Mm, I mean, when the season when Ashton, um, ha they had that man overboard incident with Ashton. Oh, yeah, that with Ross yeah. and Riley. Yeah, obviously that season was super emotional because in, a, in an incident like that, um, with the level of understanding of how serious that was, that is a very memorable moment and I like cannot imagine how that crew would have felt. And you can see when Lee's talking about it and he's quite emotional and that's so valid because that would be terrifying. Everyone is under his care. Like that, that's what the responsibility you have as a captain. 
And if something had it happened, like catastrophic to Ashton, oh my God, that would be on his conscience for the rest of his life. Yeah, and he, he lost that, his son too, I believe, you know? Exactly, yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah, it's just that type of tragedy and dealing with the tragedy he's already had. That That is probably the most memorable um, and I also love Kate, but I, I, I think that was the se- that was Kate's last season. Um, yeah, and I didn't the season like- after that because Ashton came back and he was made a bosun. And it kind of oh, like... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It's this so it. sad because he was like, he, he became too egotistical after, you know, <laughs> like after he became bosun. But I like Kate, but she knows how to, she knows how to play. She's a little sly. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest here. You know? <laughs> she, she know how to push she know how to push buttons. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I I um I think that if if I was gonna work in the interior again and if I was to work for another chief student, I would obviously Daisy is my number one pro, like I would love to work for Daisy again. But I would actually really like to work for Kate if she was still doing it because um She's got that dry personality. It's something that I respond really positively. She cares about to. her work. Yeah, she cares yeah. about like the quality. You yeah, know, and you can see she takes she takes time to guide her shoes, just like Daisy did with me. Um, I really, I really appreciate that. I mean, I love Hannah too. Hannah's awesome too. But Kate, I think her her personality would really oh, yeah, well with mine. Hannah is also in Australia. Yeah, Hannah's in Sydney as well. Oh, she's in Sydney as well. Oh, maybe you yes. guys can do a little get together later. She had a baby too. Yeah, she had a baby too. She oh, actually wow. came on. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen our our weekly IGTV pitter party that we do. Yeah, I have. Yeah, yes. so Hannah um came on um the, yeah, the most recent one we did. Yeah, and she's she's going to go because she was stepping in for Danny because Danny was so exhausted had her hands full with the baby and she's going to visit Danny today um they're going to go and spend some time and and Hattie's going to relieve her and give her a minute to wash her hair and and live life for five minutes without a baby attached to her so like a little family I know Aussie family what are the odds right (laughs) that you have three people living in Australia I know wait is is in Australia Izzy's in Sydney too, yeah. What is going on? I know. So I was supposed to be in Sydney this weekend to see Izzy, Hannah and Danny, but I'm here in lockdown instead, so I can't go. Who else is Australian in the show from the past? That's it, right? There's Francesca is Australian. Oh, really? Yeah. She. Oh, Ashley. Um, oh Ashley. yeah, a- uh, yeah, Ashling, yeah, Lauringer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's in Queensland, in Noosa, so she's a little bit further north. Are there a lot of Aussies in the industry? Yeah, yeah, there is a lot of Aussies in the industry, actually. A lot of South Africans, a lot of Aussies. <laughs> hmm. I wonder why. Mm, I guess maybe it's just being raised around water. It's kind of. The, you know, if you're raised around boats, you're kind of going to end up wanting to yeah, work, have a career right. on a boat. Yeah. All right. Yay. I hope to do another podcast with you when you have the time, when like below deck is over, you know? Yeah. We don't have to even talk about the show. We, have, we can talk about life after death. I don't know if Ooh. you Yeah, we can talk about <laughs> big topic. Jokes. <laughs> no, it was so readings. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to do that. I'd love yeah, to I wasn't. That. I wanted to talk more about it today, but I wasn't. Uh, I, I, I was trying to get. I was trying to gauge you, you know. But now I know. Also, I think your lips are real. Am I right or am I wrong? They're real. Oh my god. <laughs> If I hear one more person telling me that my lips have been overfilled, I'm like, this is my face. I can't change it. It's the the kind of lip gloss that you used to. If you use the shiny ones, it makes it like uh, more plumper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, You can tell when people have injection, it's a little, it comes further out. I don't know how to say it, but there is a difference, you know? 
Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's real. It's like, no, At least from most... the camera. At least from the, my camera. <laughs> it's literally the most common feedback that I get. I'm like, can oh, people really? get over this? Yeah, they're just consistently like, oh, my God, it was crazy. And then I made the mistake of addressing it on my Instagram. You and did? Just, what, what did you oh, say? And that was, I said, public service announcement, my lips are real. Um, and I didn't know that we needed to compare looks all the time. Must have missed that memo. I said something like that. So then that ended up being getting into the media. And then they, all the articles that I was seeing were all getting trolled going, look at her lips. They're so overfilled. She's got too much plastic surgery. I'm like, this is my face. I cannot change my face. If you guys have such a problem with it, then don't look at me. Like, you don't have to look at me. It's just like, it's crazy. It's so crazy. I'm just, I'm like, I'm, so I'm never going to, I've learned No, it's also the nose ring. It's also the nose ring because you're looking, you're looking in that direction. In so that that's actually, no, it does. Yeah. So it, it, it makes it pop, makes it pop even more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Noted. <laughs> yes. All right, next next time when it'll all be after the whole below deck reunion is all of that is gone and we don't have to worry it. We will talk about all this other life after death and stuff. Amazing. I look forward to it. Yeah, and I'll send you like the promotional, like uh the link, the link to this podcast when it comes out. Yeah, of course. I'll I'll um Put it on my Instagram so uh, everyone can tune in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought it would be fun. It, it passed so fast. I know. Yeah. I know, yeah. And it, it was, was very, very easy to talk to you. You're very easy to chat with. I've, I've definitely enjoyed it. You've asked great questions as well. <laughs> yeah, and now I Thank have a shout you. out. Thank <laughs> you. Thanks again. Good morning Bye. to you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Hey, oh, I have two chats. What? Somebody wrote something. Oh, can you please wrap up soon? Okay, yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw it. <laughs> Hey, it's Bernadette. I want to ask you some questions. Do you feel like your gut is sending you messages that you have no idea how to decipher? How do you know when it is the right time to trust that little voice at the back of your mind or completely ignore it? Your intuition isn't the opposite of logic. It's about embracing both the spiritual and the rational. I am the author of Intuition is Your Superpower. And in this audiobook, in this paperback, and in this Kindle ebook, you will learn about what intuition is and what intuition is not. You will learn about how to master the art of using your right brain and your left brain at the same time. You will be able to tell the difference between intuition and fear and so much more, so much more, so much more. I cannot wait for you to check out my book on Amazon. It is only available on Amazon. Thank you so much for your support. It really does help my passion to help people feel less empty. Thank you again and bye-bye.